Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be getting into six defenses that I would like to stream for this week, week number seven of the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we can get on into my must-stream defenses for week number seven, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. While you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure to leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on Twitter. Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. And if you'd like to get access to my weekly rankings, as well as an answer to any of the questions you guys may have, make sure you check out the Patreon link in the video description for $7.50. So without further ado, let's get in to my week number seven defenses to stream. We begin with my number one defense to be streaming on the week, the Cleveland Browns at the Indianapolis Colts. The Browns defense is currently owned in 53.2% of leagues on ESPN and 16% owned on NFL. Now, the Browns defense was a large reason as to why they were able to defeat the giant, the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday, winning the game 19 to 17. Now, obviously, the Browns got a little bit lucky because Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel both missed a ton of that game. But at the end of the day, the 49ers are still an offense that even without McCaffrey for some time and even without Debo for some time is expected to step up in games like this and win. Most people believed entering into this game that the 49ers were one of the best teams in the NFL and Brock Purdy was turning fucking heads. Brock Purdy was looking like maybe this guy might mess around and win MVP. Now that narrative might be no longer, but I still think Brock Purdy is a very solid quarterback. Now again, the Browns defense stood on their head in this matchup. Three sacks, one INT, and 17 points allowed. I know you can pull out the CVS receipt seat of excuses. Oh my god, no McCaffrey, no Debo Samuel. This is fraudulent for the Browns. At the end of the day, the Browns defense still looked good when McCaffrey and Debo were in there. Plus, the defense had to carry P.J. Walker in this game. It seems as though Deshaun Watson is going to end up being back for this game. And the Indianapolis Colts offense without Anthony Richardson is much worse than the 49ers. So if the Browns, who I believe are one of the best defenses in the NFL, were able to take out the trash of the 49ers, you better believe they're going to do it up against the Colts when a middle-of-the-road defense, the Jacksonville Jaguars, took the Indianapolis Colts out back and shot him in the back of the head like Lenny when he was tending to the Wabbits in Of Mice and Men. Jaguars 37, Colts 20. The score might be kind of close. I know, 17-point game. Never felt close at all. It was a dominating performance by the Jaguars in that one. Three sacks, three interceptions, one fumble recovery, and 20 points allowed. Now, do I expect Gardner Minshew to... Be that bad again, throw three interceptions? No, but it is certainly possible up against a strong Cleveland Browns defense. Next up, we move to the Green Bay Packers at the Denver Broncos. The Packers defense currently owned in 28.6% of leagues on ESPN, 24.8% owned on ESPN. On NFL is what I meant to say. So 28.6% owned on ESPN, 24.8% on NFL. So the Packers were on by last week. So we got to look back, 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 back to week number five 
for the Packers' defensive performance. And the Packers in that game on Monday night, football went toe-to-toe with the Las Vegas Raiders in Viva Las Vegas, and they lost that game 13-17. to Now, it wasn't because of a Jimmy Garoppolo masterclass where he was surgical dissecting the defense like he was in a high school lab. No, it was because Jordan loved me tender, loved me sweet, shit the bed. Four sacks, one INT, 17 points allowed for the Packers defense. And the Chiefs held the Denver Broncos down on Thursday night football. And that defense isn't amazing. Now, I'm not here to shit on the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs have a bad defense. But I think the Packers defense, comparably, probably slightly better. So the Chiefs win that game 19-8. The Chiefs defense has four sacks, two interceptions, one fumble recovery, and eight points allowed. The Denver Broncos are dead in the water. Russell Wilson is washed up. Sean Payton looks like a fucking buffoon unless his master plan was just to tank and get Caleb Williams or Drake May. Because this Denver Broncos team is really bad. This Denver Broncos team is bottom of the barrel. And again, I get the Packers defense isn't necessarily elite, right? But the Packers defense is good enough to subdue any ounce of offense that the Broncos have. And even if maybe Russell Wilson plays a little bit better than he did against the Chiefs, it's not like Russell Wilson isn't going to potentially get sacked 12,000 times or throw a stupid interception or maybe just fumble and Fumble, hand the ball off to the other team, you know, because Russ has been known to do that recently. Next up, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the New Orleans Saints, which is Thursday night football. 19.6% owned on ESPN, 20.7% owned on NFL. Now, according to Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence feels okay after his knee injury, but we don't have really any information on that right now. As the week goes on, this is something to follow. And I know what you might be thinking, Nick, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence is on the Jags offense. How does that impact the defense? Well, in my opinion, it does. Because if Lawrence misses, it will be Big Dick Bethard, CJ Bethard under center, which will affect the defense since the defense will have to play more. He'll be on the field more. I get Bethard isn't some trash can, but Bethard is no Trevor Lawrence. So... And the Saints defense is pretty decent. So if Trevor Lawrence isn't there, I definitely like the Jacksonville Jaguars defense less. So again, the Jaguars defense went nuclear. We already talked about it at the beginning. We were talking about the Cleveland Browns. Jags defense to repeat week six against the Colts. 37-20, W. uh, Three sacks, three interceptions, one fumble recovery, 20 points allowed. The Texans defense, week six versus the Saints. Now, I will give the Texans defense credit. I definitely think they are a bit of an upgrade when comparing them to the Jaguars. Two sacks, one interception, one fumble recovery, 13 points allowed, a W, 20-13. I don't know how to say this kindly. And there's really no way to say it kindly. Derek Carr doesn't look good. Derek Carr has not looked good this season. Derek Carr is going to beat down on some bad defenses, right? There's going to be some matchups where Derek Carr comes alive. Where Derek Carr, like fucking Frankenstein, comes alive, right? But there's going to be other games where 
Derek Carr looks like a steaming pile of dog shit. Looks like Stevie Wonder in the pocket, and I think the Jaguars' defense is good enough to fluster Saints quarterback Derek Carr. And their coach, Dennis Allen, doesn't seem to have very many answers to this. I think, honestly, for the Saints to put up a lot of points... They're going to need to put the points up defensively like they did against the Patriots, right? Where the Saints defense is given a swirly to Mac Jones, so they put up a shellacking, a 30-plus point victory against the Patriots, but in that game, the Saints offense looked limp dick, and I think they're going to look limp yet again. They're going to be in a dire need of a Viagra up against the new, or up against that Jacksonville Jaguars defense next up we move to defense number four to stream if you guys have enjoyed this far hit that like button hit that subscribe button down below the las vegas Raiders at the chicago chicago bears 21.9 percent owned on espn 13.9 percent owned on nfl now the main reason why we include the raiders defense here is because of justin fields now if justin fields is able to go then obviously the Raiders' defense gets a bit of a bump down. Now, when Justin Fields was in the game, the Vikings' defense had a fucking masterclass regardless. And we shit talk the Vikings' defense every week as being very bad. So, that should tell you a lot, right? The The Bears' offense did not look great. Eberflus is a fucking buffoon. X-rays were negative, And he'll have an MRI today to determine additional damage. Now, he actually did pop his thumb back in. Either he did it or someone else didn't. It was unclear of what actually happened during the game versus the Vikings, but he was unable to grip the ball. They said, hey, pal, Brock Purdy style, like up against the Eagles, you can't grip the ball, you ain't playing, which makes sense. They had to put the backup in, and that backup was bad. He was bad. The Raiders defense versus the Patriots week six win 21 to 17. This is a Raiders defense that's really turned the, the page on the season, right? This defense has looked significantly better. Four sacks, one INT, one safety, and 17 points allowed last week against the Patriots. Now I get you win 21-17. The Patriots aren't very good. I fully get that, right? I'm not here to get down on my knees and give the 9,000 to fucking Mac Jones or something. I don't think Mac Jones is any good. I don't think this Patriots team is worth half the words that I'm going to say here. So I get it. Nick, they beat a bad Patriots offense. It's not like the Bears offense is great, especially if Justin Fields is applying. Again, the Vikings defense, Brian Flores, master class, 19 to 13, five sacks, not one, but two interceptions, one fumble recovery, one touchdown, and 13 points allowed. This was bad. And again, the Vikings defense isn't good. And this Raiders defense is at least worth a damn. And the Raiders defense might be playing against backup quarterback, Tyson Baguette, Tyson Bagnett, the fucking Frenchman, rookie quarterback. Man, oh man, <laughs> this bear season's been a roller coaster ride and it might end. Here, disaster. Next up, we move to the fifth defense to stream, the Seattle Seahawks versus the Arizona Cardinals. 19.5% owned on ESPN for the Seahawks, 22.2% owned on NFL. The Seahawks defense week six at the Cincinnati Bengals. Now they lose the game 13 to 17, but it really wasn't because the Seattle Seahawks defense was bad. It was because Geno Smith had a case of sucking ass. <laughs> Geno Smith was feeling... Feeling weird in that game, and uh, he, he played like shit. 
Three sacks for the Seattle defense, one interception, 17 points allowed. Look, if you could hold the Bengals to 17 points, that's pretty impressive. Joe Burrow looked a little flustered in that game. But again, Geno Smith was just inadequate here. You have DK. You have Lockett. You have JSN. You have Kenneth Walker. And you have no fucking answer for the goddamn Bengals. You couldn't figure it out. And the Bengals don't have this prolific defense. But now... The Seahawks defense that stood on their toes, stood 10 toes down, standing on business up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now they get the Cardinals. The Cardinals who just got fucking stomped by the Rams. 26-9. Two sacks, one interception, one fumble recovery, nine points allowed. Now I still think that the Arizona Cardinals offense is a little bit frisky, right? Now the fact that they don't have James Conner and they try to run out Keontae Ingram out there like he's the next Bo Jackson is stupid. They should use the Italian stallion Amari Di Marcado, but I know they won't. I know they won't. And I know people are quick to say, oh, Josh Dobbs sucks. He, 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 he's like Peyton Hillis, has just a couple of good games and that's it. All right, I get Josh Dobbs isn't fantastic, but the team to me is still a little bit frisky, but... The Cardinals could beat down on bad teams or teams that are kind of the lowlifes of the NFL, right? I don't think the Seahawks are necessarily that. Again, the defense played really well against the Bengals. I think the Seahawks defense is a good start again this week up against the Arizona Cardinals. But before we move on into the final defense to stream, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL Pick'em in the whole entire universe. And they have a great offer for you guys today that we'll be talking about in a couple of seconds. But first, I want to explain how the NFL Pick'em works. Now, you're going to navigate up to the Pick'em tab on Underdog Fantasy, and you are going to need to make at least two picks from any of the games. We are going to be talking about Monday Night Football, Cowboys at LA Chargers exclusively for today's video. So we're going to scroll down, and we're going to go with Jake Ferguson higher than three and a half receptions I think that Dak Prescott's gonna look a little bit better and I feel as though Jake Ferguson is a pretty key piece inside of this offense and then we are going to scroll down since we have to have one guy from Dallas and one guy from the Chargers we're gonna go with Austin Eckler's comeback game higher than 85 and a half rushing plus receiving yards if both those picks hit we'll get three times our entry fee if you want to do three picks it's Six times, four picks is 10 times, and five picks is 20 times your entry fee. Obviously, all the picks have to hit for it to pay out. If you guys live in one of the states listed on your screen right now, make sure that you guys do click on the link in the video description or use promo code NOTORIOUS for a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. If you deposit $100, they give you an additional $100, 50 is an additional $50, $25 is an additional $25, and the minimum deposit on Underdog is $10. If you have a gambling problem, please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things here. Final defense to stream of the week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Hot Atlanta Falcons at home in Tampa Bay. 21.6% owned on ESPN. 26% owned on NFL. Now I know what you might be thinking, Nick. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers just got... Uh, Bukakade on by by the Lions, Jared Goff and uh, Jameson Williams, fucking peppered all over him, Nick. You silly goose. How can you possibly trust the Buccaneers? Well, they got three sacks, 20 points allowed. Again, I get it wasn't pretty. I get the Bucks wear those sick creamsicle jerseys, and they just got creamed on, right? I get it. I get it. 
But the Atlanta Falcons offense made the Washington Commanders defense look like the fucking 85 Bears, and we know the Commanders defense isn't that. 24-16 W for the Commanders. Three sacks, three INTs, and 16 points allowed. Now, the passing attack, Desmond Ritter was cooking up a five-star Michelin meal, kinda. Now, he did throw three interceptions, but he wasn't looking that bad. Kyle Pitts is looking good. Drake London's looking good. It's like, oh my god, finally, they get it right, but then Bijan is fucking invisible. John Cena... You can't see me, right? Give Bijan the ball more. But this Bucks defense, again, I wouldn't say they're terrible. I wouldn't go as far as saying they're like upper middle of the road. They're kind of middle to lower middle of the road, right? They're not terrible. They're not getting butt-fucked every week without the use of lube. But they're also not some world beaters. But you don't need to be a world beater defense against Desmond Ritter, who throws like he's in fucking bird box with that handkerchief over his face and he can't see. So again, while I think that the Falcons and I think Arthur Smith's actually a good coach if he could just figure out a quarterback that was somewhat confident or competent, right now, any defense going against Ritter has a lot of upside because that guy makes a ton of mistakes. He tries to put one of those square pegs into a circular hole, right? He's that he's that bad. Now again, every once in a while, we talked about this in the quarterback videos this week, he's going to pull a rabbit out of his ass. Or not out of his ass, out of a hat, right? Oh, like a fucking magician, like the Joker, baby. And then it's like, ooh, look at that. And then the next week, like, oh my gosh, look at Ritter, this, that, and the other thing. And then he shits the bed. He shits everywhere. So, stream the Bucks against Desmond Ritter to recap. Defense number one to stream, the Cleveland Browns at the Indianapolis Colts, followed by the Green Bay Packers at the Denver Broncos and Mr. Unlimited. The Jacksonville Jaguars at three at Derek Carr and the Saints. Number four is the Raiders at the Chicago Bears. Number five, the Seattle Seahawks versus Joshua Dobbs and the Cardinals. And number six, the additional defense, only only do five, uh, we got the Tampa Bay Bucks. Versus the Hot Atlanta Falcons. Thank you guys all so much for watching. If you didn't end up enjoying, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. It really helps me out a ton. If you want to help as well, hit that like button, whether you are new to the channel or not. If you want to check out my Patreon, link in the video description. has my weekly rankings, as well as an answer to any of the questions you guys might have. So if you ask a question on there, you're guaranteed to get an answer again. $7.50 down in the video description or in the pinned comment. I love you guys all so much. I hope you have a great rest of your guys' day. And as always, good boy!